Welcome back to the Joshua Shaw audio experience. Firstly, thank you for giving me a bit of your attention. I'm honored you trusted me with it, and I promise to return the favor by giving you a ton of edutainment value back. On this episode, I'll be walking you through the recent performance of active nutrition brands Quest Nutrition and Atkins Nutritionals and explain what that could mean for the entire category. Before we get started, I would love if you took 42 seconds out of your day to leave a rating or review on whichever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. This helps me out immensely in terms of extending the reach of my podcast, but more importantly, it allows me to make improvements based on your feedback. Thank you again. Now enjoy my newest podcast episode. The Simply Good Foods Company just became an official member of an elite club of active nutrition CPG brand portfolios. So which club is that exactly? On October 22nd, 2021, the Simply Good Foods Company did report earnings for its fiscal 2021 quarter four This is the period that ends August 28th of 2021. Just as I usually do, I will be covering the earnings report, also the conference call, and any publicly disclosed news sources that could be relevant to obviously updating you guys on how the Simply Good Foods company is doing, the brands within that portfolio, but to also provide context for expanded strategic commentary on trends that are relating to the health and nutrition snacking space. The Simply Good Foods Company is nice enough to put a presentation together each quarter to help give some visualization standpoint to the financial metrics. So I did include some of the most relevant slides in the YouTube version. For those that are new to the Simply Good Foods Company, maybe not aware of what brands are part of that portfolio, it is made up of two very large, well-known fitness snacking brands. The first one is Atkins Nutritionals, that is the CPG arm of the Atkins diet, and then also Quest Nutrition. So let's run through quickly some of the financial metrics in 2021 quarter four fiscal year. The Simply Good Foods Company did have revenue of $260 million. That was up 17% year over year, but down 8.5% on a quarter over quarter sequential basis. The North American market was up 17.1%. International markets were up collectively 2.1%. And then the divesture of the Simply Protein brand and then the exit of the European business did cause the Simply Good Foods company to see a 2.3% headwind. If we look at the total Simply Good Foods company retail takeaway for the 13 weeks ending August 28th of 2021, it did increase 18.7% in the U.S. measured channels according to IRI's Mula Plus convenience store report. Gross margin for the company was 40.2%. That was an increase of 60 basis points year over year. And while supply chain inflation was a reality, it was more than offset by net price realization and favorable product form and retail channel mix due to higher shopper traffic in brick and mortar channels versus the year ago period. I want to look at Atkins Nutritional's first retail takeaway for the brand was up 8.7% year over year. Bars were up 3% and shakes did much better at a 10.6% year over year growth. The Atkins Indulge Confections lineup saw 8.9% year over year growth. 
And then Amazon, which is the brand's second largest customer, was up low teens on a percentage basis versus last year. And then the total Q4 e-commerce retail takeaway growth was similar to the previous mentioned measured channels of high single digits. If you did consume the last quarterly update content about the Simply Good Foods company, you might remember about Atkins Nutritionals, I kind of brought up two trends that may be affecting their business. The first one is around an off-cycle resolution season. Just wanna give a little bit of an update there. The leadership at the Simply Good Foods company is still believing that there is an increased amount of demand or interest from consumers in weight management. And they're saying this because if Atkins Nutritionals is growing and more new customers are getting into the brand, that naturally means that there has to be more customers in the market for weight management because of Atkins Nutritional's connection with weight management. Now, I look at a lot of different brands and I look at a lot of different kind of categories, but weight management has been one that has struggled a while and it hasn't really shown too much growth over these last probably six or so months that you know, Atkins Nutritionals has been growing and weight management in their eyes has been growing as well. So not necessarily seeing that correlation all that closely anymore. And that might be something that's happening on the marketing and advertising front that I'll talk about a little bit later on Atkins Nutritionals. The second is around the like back to work trend that's happening in America now with some of the COVID restrictions kind of limiting and most of the offices wanting to kind of get back to normal. The expectation there hasn't really met the reality. A lot of the large office settings have kind of pushed back their back to work and they're having some type of like flexible work arrangement. And because of that, you're having less opportunities for the Atkins brand, which is highly correlated to consumption at work, they're not seeing elevated buy rates associated with some of those trends. So we'll kind of have to pay attention to see what happens with back to work over the winter season, where most analysts are, are kind of talking about we might have a pretty strong you know, cold flu, coronavirus type of season. Now I want to jump into Quest Nutrition. The brand did have retail takeaway in track channels that increased 34.9% year over year. Quest Bars had a retail takeaway that increased 23.9%, and that's more than 50% greater than the segment growth rate. Quest Bars are about 60% of the total Quest Nutrition retail sales. The snackier portion of Quest products continued to do well and increased nearly 105% in Q4, driven by robust demand for its chips. Mass and convenience channels represent about 30% of Quest sales, Growth this quarter in those channels were mass up 40% year over year and convenience stores were up 50% year over year. E-commerce continues to grow strongly at around the mid 30s growth rate that is similar to the physical tracked channels that I mentioned above, especially through Amazon where Quest Bar continues to be the number one selling protein bar. Now, I mentioned a little bit around the Quest chips, and I want to just talk a little bit further there because that's actually driving a lot of the growth for Quest Nutrition right now. This is the single biggest driver of household penetration increases for the Quest Nutrition brand. Quest Nutrition is seeing a significant amount of new buyers coming into the brand because of these protein chips. In that has started to have leadership start to ask those questions, like what's bringing people into these chips and then how do we sell these customers more products? And the 100% plus year-over-year -year growth of chips could be much bigger because they've actually had to throttle 
that demand with their supply constraints. So you're not seeing the typical promotional activity or kind of sales activity because as they're creating extra revenue, it's going right out the door. The demand is outpacing the supply. So they're not able to build up any inventory. They're not able to have a strong fill rate at some of the large retail channels, but they did address that they're gonna have extra capacity in fiscal 2022 for protein chips. So we'll see how that helps the brand continue to grow throughout the next year. I wanna just kind of cover the initial introduction. When I talked about this like exclusive club that the Simply Good Foods company had just reached. And this is the billionaire's row. Because the Simply Good Foods company just finished up their fiscal year, they did have their trailing 12 months of revenue to look at, and they had just over $1 billion in net sales. So they are joining a very exclusive group of these active nutrition portfolios. Uh, just to name a few of them off the top of my head, you have Nestle Health Science, you have Unilever's Functional Nutrition Segment, you have Glambia Performance Nutrition, Herbalife, and Bell Ring Brands. Now shifting this content into a little bit of a look into the marketing and advertising efforts for the Simply Good Foods Company, I recently did a piece of content where I looked at a collection of leading active nutrition brands and their TV commercials that they had just launched in 2021. One of those brands was Quest Nutrition. So if you're interested in watching that content, maybe you hadn't seen that one come up across your feed, I will pop up that video for you guys right here, but I will also leave the link in this content's description. But as I mentioned in that piece of content, I did include the new campaign from Quest Nutrition, where they focused on four different stories, one from an NFL rookie, another from a WNBA rookie, and then two working professionals who changed careers to pursue their passion of fitness and health. It was a fun campaign that focused on how Quest Nutrition provides athlete-worthy nutrition for anyone in pursuit of their own personal quests. I scored it a 9.1 out of 10, which was actually the second highest score I gave any of the collection of Active Nutrition CPG brand TV commercials. This is amazing for it being Quest Nutrition's first time advertising on television. Now, Simply Good Foods Company is obviously not complete rookies in this format of advertising as they've done TV commercials for many years with Atkins Nutritionals. The newest is again with spokesperson Rob Lowe and the messaging is focused on bars are back and a healthier approach to life. The single biggest correlation to growth for Atkins has been its ability to grow buyers. In the case of Atkins, it's a high brand awareness brand. Virtually everybody knows the brand. And the marketing challenge for Atkins today is to change the consumer's point of view on what they knew about the brand. These TV commercials are focused on repositioning the brand away from being a programmatic weight loss brand into a low-carb lifestyle weight management expert brand. So kind of what I was mentioning before around the correlation with maybe this off-season resolution, you know, weight management increasing, I do think there's more of lifestyle mainstream consumers getting into the Atkins brand that maybe is not as correlated to the typical weight management kind of dieting protocols like the Atkins diet of before. Now, I touched a little bit around this subject when I was mentioning the struggles with 
quest chips, supply and demand, but I want to pull this back, kind of zoom out and discuss just the overall supply situation in terms of the Simply Good Foods company. This portfolio does have a bunch of diverse products. That makes the supply chain a lot more complex. And this is especially true when you consider that the Simply Good Foods company is working off of an asset light business model. So all of their operations in terms of production and things are being done by third parties. So they don't have as much control over what's going on right now. But there are positives and negatives that are going on this and just so happen that Quest Nutrition, their supply chain management team has done an extremely good job at managing what's happening. Despite the volatile supply and demand, the inflationary costs, they've been able to keep margins stable and actually increase them a little bit from the entire fiscal 2021 year. Their free cash flow creation has stayed steady and they've been able to sufficiently support all of their growth plans. The company did institute price increases that went into effect last month and instituted some cost savings plans that have offset a lot of the cost pressures that have been going on in the current environment. The Simply Good Foods company has outperformed their competitors in this area and it has become a competitive advantage for them. But all that being said, and just giving them their kudos for that, nothing's kind of slowing down in that area. It's probably just going to get worse. Definitely going to get worse if I'm going to be honest here. And because there's so many different areas of the supply chain that are kind of pinched right now, there's a ton of bottlenecks, there's a ton of out of stocks that are happening. You're going to see a bunch of this like episodic discontinuities within the supply chain that could cause some elements of like bullwhip effect. Being that the Simply Good Foods company has really strong operators, they know what they're doing in this area. Though these things are going to be challenges and everybody in the market is going to be dealing with them, I have confidence that the company will continue to outperform its relative competitors. But I just want to end on some final thoughts. The Simply Good Foods company is in quite a unique position because it has two large-scale, diversified U.S. snacking brands that are in very attractive subcategories and continue to innovate in very unique ways. They're going to continue to look for opportunities outside of bars and shakes. They're going to be looking to become more snackier, be introduced to consumers through different occasions, hopefully then attract them into the brand portfolios and give themselves more opportunities to sell across those product portfolios. But overall, the Simply Good Foods company has done an extremely great job at fulfilling the self-actualization goals of its customers without compromising on important purchase criteria like taste. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have any comments or questions about anything I discussed during it, open the podcast episode notes and click on any of my social media account links to reach out to me directly. 